I was trying to think of like a creative uh, way to greet you, but that's all that I got, which I'm pretty sure is the same on every single episode. The song that you hear playing right now is a new single that I helped write and that I am singing in. <laughs> I was trying to think of the technical term and it's just singing. Um, it's under 2020, spelled out by Papardelle, P-A-P-A-R-D-E-L-L-E. It's a very delicious pasta that me and my co-band member are a huge fan of. So, you're welcome for playing that right now, but you should go listen to it for yourself. Um, on this podcast episode, talking about birth control yet again, I think we have maybe two or three more episodes left of birth control before we move on to a new topic. I guess I could just call this season birth control. Anyways, um, Naomi, who is a dear friend from Seattle Pacific University, where we both attended college, and Valerie, otherwise known as Val, is a family friend, and they both have some fun and refreshing items to share with us. So, uh, yeah, that's all, that's all that there is to say. Ugh. I notice myself, like, doing certain vocal tonations that, like, drive me crazy when I'm talking. I can, like, hear it repeating in my head, and I know that I've said the same thing in the same tone before. And I'm just getting really loopy right now when I'm thinking about my voice and I'm getting really stuck. So let's just move on and listen to someone else's voice. Naomi Miller. Hey, Naomi, if that's even your real name. (laughs) What's your name? I think so. Uh, Just kidding. Um, What's your age? My name is, my name is Naomi. I'm 24, 25 in a little over a week. Nice. So wow. That's exciting. Really? Really. Aw, birthday in the time of COVID. What are your plans? Are you going to do anything scandalous and exciting? Um, I'm not really sure. I like birthdays and I like the time of year that my birthday is in, but mm-hmm. I'm not huge on planning things for it. So that I can avoid disappointment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just that, kind of one of those in general like holiday things. But I yeah. do. Um, I mean, <laughs> options are limited in this time anyway. So that was so deep, and I, <laughs> I deeply relate to that. Also, <laughs> it's more. It's more on like New Year's Eve that I have that feeling. Mm. Um, but a little bit for birthday. But I think yeah, we're just gonna. Hopefully make some good food and mm. maybe go to the pool. Our options yeah. are, like I said, a limited list these days. I know. We can't, like, go to the club and... No clubbing. No clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, ethnicity. White. White. And then gender slash pronouns. Uh, female and she, her. Great. And then are you currently using birth control? Yes, I am. She is. 
currently in this very moment. <laughs> control is being used for my body. That sounds so weird. It's currently, like, the birth control I'm not is doing anything utilized. <laughs> we are utilizing birth control to its full capacity at the oh moment. My God. <laughs> I'm just like holding a condom. <laughs> I realized that a condom is birth control. I I was confronted with that because I was like, do you use birth control? And the girl was like, well, I use condoms. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, are, are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me? Okay, <laughs> moving along. Birth control, you're using it. Tell me, tell me why. Tell me your, well, don't tell me. What, I mean, you can't tell me why. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like a weird question. What I mean is, why have you chosen to use birth control and what is your story with it? Mm. So, I have an IUD and I nice. got it about two and a half years ago, I think. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, and I think like anyone who grew up um, not talking about sex, that there was also no talk of birth control, obviously, because the automatic assumption was it isn't even a necessary conversation topic or thing to have any knowledge or education about whatsoever. Right. Just, uh, just because it just that. wasn't going to be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did, well, I mean, there are so many places that I could start with this. Um, so I became sexually active a, later than maybe as average, but again, that was connected to upbringing and religious things and a fair amount of shame and pressure put on the idea of sex being connected to my worthiness. Mm. Um, so that whole transition and step of my sexuality came later. Um, so I got birth control essentially because I became sexually active. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 21, 22. When you are, you're saying when you first started using birth control or became sexually active or all of the above? Years feel really hard in COVID time. Yeah. Because I feel like many more moods have passed than have. <laughs> you're like, actually, I think it was just this year. It was like six months ago. Um, no, it was, okay, so it was senior year of college. Okay. So I was 23. I was 23. Gotcha. Aw. I thought. Those Aww. were the days. So cute. So cute. Um, so yeah, about two years ago. And I became sexually active and then had a period of... <clears throat> let's drop to the other side of the extreme 
<laughs> and um, started having more sex than maybe I should have. Mm. Um, but it's all in the process and it's everyone's journey and it's good. I don't like get upset at myself for any of that, but definitely yeah. long-term emotional health wise. Um, like it wasn't coming from a emotionally productive place is I guess what I'm saying. Not that the specific amount was bad or frequency was bad, but yeah, just where I was coming from mentally and emotionally wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Lots of us have been there. So you are not alone. Yeah. I'm realizing that and it makes (laughs) a lot of sense. (laughs) Sex does feel good when you're sad, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, casual <laughs> sex when I cannot emotionally connect. Ding ding ding. <laughs> okay, so you you climbed your way out of that uh sticky situation eventually. Yes, and I and I came to my senses because I am a logical health scientific minded person that mm. it was not smart or worth any kind of risk. Um pregnancy wise to Mm. not be on birth control right um and I kind of had a bit of a struggle deciding what I was going to choose for my birth control what method um only because I was already dealing with really intense period cramps Mm. um like vomit and curl up on a couch with a hot water bottle for two days um so That's I talked horrible. to my naturopath that I was going to at the time and she was like, I think probably an IUD. And I was like, well, I'm bad with schedules and timing. So I think that sounds good too. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm probably not going to take anything consistently. Um, and she was really great and supportive and positive. And um, because she had a naturopathic background, she was like, well, let's, what about this? Because it'll have the lowest amount of hormones and is centralized. And um, so I felt really good about the option that I was choosing for my body. Um, And we also chose something that was going to not accentuate the cramps that I was already dealing with. Um, um, Adverb, or is it adverb? It's just a verb, accentuate. I've never heard anyone describe their cramps in that way. It sounds very artistic and cool. (laughs) (laughs) My cramps are uh, artistic and cool. Yeah, thank you. So, Um, wait, just a quick pause. What is the birth control that they decided was um, a smaller amount of hormones and centralized, just so people listening can know what that is? Yeah, so I got the um, Marina. Okay, gotcha. And it's, well, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I had two. <laughs> um, two maybe. Yes. I had a bit of a um, mishap slash um, trial and error experience with oh, no. the actual insertion process. Oh, um, which oh, no, that we can jump ahead to a little horrible. bit, but I'll just say cur- currently I'll, I'll, I'll get into it in a, in a minute, but currently I have the Marina and it has the lowest, um, release or dosage of progesterone. So gotcha. it's 
affecting my overall hormones as little as possible and it's not a copper IUD which can contribute to cramps yeah um, so it definitely made sense for my body and also for having an IUD over taking a pill or having yeah. a chip or anything like that oh it says okay. marina does not contain estrogen there you go there you go voila okay continue voila. um yeah so that was what i chose and it's good for up to five years which is also really awesome yeah um and i am always looking for something that is convenient and fits my uterus lifestyle and uterus <laughs> just fits perfectly um which brings me to insertion story oh boy um so I, I got and i don't even remember the name of it to be quite honest i think i blacked it out of my memory okay um <laughs> but i got a different iud which is slightly smaller than the marina um and it's usually recommended it also is low dosage of um of progesterone okay but it is smaller which is generally recommended because it's going to cause less scarring and less disruption like against your uterine walls basically it'll like adapt easier mm. um however and oh so i got to put in the doctor was like wow your <laughs> your <laughs> body just relax and open right up and it was like come on in <laughs> which was satisfying oh. and wonderful <laughs> what a funny thing i was like hear. really <laughs> and i That's had looked amazing up, yeah no it was very it was very comforting it was um, like such my validation for your body <laughs> definitely yeah um she was like your service was just like all right here we go I was like, oh, thank you. Wow, wow. okay. Um, you, and I think part of it was because I'd gotten so good at mentally mentally relaxing my body so that it would physically relax when I had cramps. Mm. Um, so I'd kind of just read stuff online and I was like, oh, it just feels like a cramp. So I'll just like breathe through it and right. relax my body and it'll be fine. Um, and then it, I had the normal kind of discomfort, cramping, a little bit of spotting. Mm -hmm. um and then like a week later I was still uncomfortable and I was peeing and all of a sudden could feel that something was off oh. and I use a cup so I'm like very used to just being inside of my vagina yeah um so I was like I may have even been adjusting a cup or something and I <laughs> am reaching in and i feel the plastic oh, no. stem oh, God. of the iud sticking out of my cervix no and i was like okay That's um so i you pushed just, it like, back up. It out? Oh, okay. <laughs> i don't know why my mind's like so you yanked it out right <laughs> that sounds so much more abrasive although pushing it back in also feels a little scary because you can like po poke your uterine wall or yeah anyway Oof. I pushed it back up and I called oh. the doctor and I was like, so this is coming out of my body and yeah. I would prefer if it didn't. Oh God. Wow. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So they took it out and then had to let my uterus like heal again a little bit. 
so that they weren't automatically disrupting it. And then I went back like a month later and got the marina, which is slightly larger. And their assumption was just that it was a little too small, which is interesting because they do like a measurement for your uterus. Yeah. Um, that generally gives them the indication of whether something's going to fit well. Yeah. Um, but I guess they measured wrong. <laughs> oh, that's such a bummer. It is a bummer, but worth it long term. Like to have um, the right one. Yeah. And also just to have something that works for me and doesn't like massively disrupt my hormones and um works for my lifestyle and for traveling and and all of that. But yeah. I don't tell people when <laughs> when women come to me and they're like, I've had a lot of my friends after I got my IUD that got theirs. Um and I try to leave out the part where the first one came out of my cervix. Because <laughs> mm, I'm like, that's not, that's not like a thing that happens. Like, that's just <laughs> a thing that happened to happen to me. <laughs> You're like, actually, I have a horror story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, IUD? Well, let me tell you. I have had an equal mix of stories from friends of, like good stories with the IUD and bad stories. So I think that people yeah. tend to be more scared of it because the insertion process is a bit uncomfy, but definitely right. is a convenient um, way to use birth control if you want to use it because it's just there and you don't got to do nothing. They do say to like feel and make sure everything's okay and nothing feels weird. Yeah, I will say that I'm definitely more cautious because I still use a cup. I get a very, very random period, like every three months kind of okay. um, for actual bleeding, but then yeah. I'll get like period symptoms once a month mm. um, or like on my regular cycle. Yeah. Um, what where, symptoms like, do you skin, get? My, oh, my skin gets weird and breakouty, and my boobs get really tender and I'll get definitely the like hormone shift, emotional um, symptoms, but yeah, that's I, enough. <laughs> I capiche that. It's actually confusing for me. And the a... weird poops. I definitely still get the, weird <laughs> the weird poops. It was confusing oh, wow. being on the IUD and not knowing when my weird emotions were valid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I just am able, it gives me the signal of like, now is your time to be in inwardly gentle to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> gentle, all those things. And I didn't get my period at all on the IED. So I was always like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm exactly I, the same. <laughs> I feel like if my skin is bad and my chest hurts mm. and I'm being like, extremely sensitive to things or little things throw me way off I'm like okay this is a hormonal thing for <laughs> like <laughs> this is I realize what's happening I realize it it's kind of relieving when you have that moment like oh <laughs> definitely yeah uh, okay so you are currently um you so you have the IUD you've had it for a couple years and for you Using the IUD, do you feel pretty um, chill emotionally, hormonally, as far as like 
this uh, <laughs> the stereotypical negative side effects that people will kind of um, experience on birth control as far as emotional fogginess and, and whatnot. Do you feel like your body reacts to birth control positively and doesn't really experience that? Or is it, is that loss kind of worth the gain that you have of um, mm. less painful cramps? What is the, what's the situation there for you? Um, yeah, so this is the only form of non condom birth control <laughs> that I've ever used. Um, so I don't, I don't really have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's definitely because it's so centralized and it's such a low dosage of hormones. Um, all overall, my body has reacted pretty mildly. Cool. Um, I think it can be strange to not have a consistent, like obvious period. Um, and it took me a while for that not to be a concern. Um, even though I know that sometimes you have a period, sometimes you don't, like everyone's body reacts differently. Um, but there's always that, the like built in idea that if your period's right, then you're probably pregnant. And then I went like four months without a period. Um, so that was definitely strange. And, uh, I think for me, I don't mind as much, um, not having a consistent period, but I also know that for some women, that's like really important to them. And so an IUD is probably not going to be something that they choose. Um, but I just liked that overall it was really, I mean, intrusive in a way because it does require a procedure, Mm -hmm. um, similar to an implant, but also less continually and hormonally intrusive. Right. Um, which I'm, I think I learned from my slightly hippie mother, uh, and try (laughs) as much as I can to like stick with the natural makeup and workings of my own hormones and my own body. Yeah. Um, so I think that that payoff is good for me. Yeah. Um, I'm haven't really experienced a ton of other negative side effects. I think the biggest plus aside from convenience and it just kind of working is, um, that it essentially took away my cramps, which is incredible. Yeah. Especially because that's why you initially were wanting it, right? To ease the. Yeah. It was like 50, 50 for me. It was like, Hey, let's be smart about this. And also these are becoming dehabilitating. Yeah. Um, So two birds with one stone, as they say. (laughs) Cha-ching. Well, I problems with one birth control. <laughs> I really love hearing um just the handful of people that I've talked to that are using it and that are having no complications uh, for the most part, you know, not mm-hmm. having the the stereotypical there's that beautiful word I couldn't remember. Earlier. <laughs> um I don't know. I think I think it's very awesome and important to be able to look at how different women's body types, different people with vaginas, body types, 
react to hormones and how it really can be a match made in heaven um, in some scenarios and in other scenarios, you know, people like to have their period, they, you know, and they feel uncomfortable with that and it's, it's not their thing. And I, I just appreciate the, the diversity there of experiences that we're seeing. Um, It's kind of fascinating because it's just another person with a vagina using birth control that has a completely different story. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I had friends in high school that were put on birth control because of their cramps. Um, You know, just the pill and they have an entire different experience and story. And then I have friends with the same IUD or different IUDs and what works for them wouldn't work for me and it works for them and that's amazing and um I think that to me is one of the reasons that just being able to talk about it is so important and that's not something that myself and I think a lot of people with similar backgrounds didn't get Mm -hmm. um and so I had to go on that journey of education and self-discovery and birth control knowledge on my own, essentially. Um, But not completely on my own because I had wonderful friendships and women that were either at the same place as me or, um, you know, had more information and we just had a community. And that's why I think this is so great and why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I People just got need all... to talk about it. Women need to talk about it. Yes. We need to get all gooey and, and lovey-dovey and open and vulnerable with each other. I, this has been so healing for me. Um, everybody, hearing everyone, but specifically just hearing your story, I think we have similar experiences with sex and birth control and how they relate to growing up in a more um sheltered slash religious environment and you are mm-hmm. kind of on your own um once you come of age as they say yeah <laughs> so it's nice to hear a similar story there as far as like well i'm gonna go and figure this out hopefully it works out (laughs) (laughs) i hope this is good mom (laughs) telling my mom was a whole different story (laughs) (laughs) about birth control or sex does she know that sex happens hand in hand for (laughs) sure (laughs) like the conversation was about the iud but the instant follow-up question was why did you get an IUD? <laughs> yeah. Just because my girl's like, well, mom. <laughs> Don't ask. Yes. That Just last... sounded fun. Oh, my God. I totally agree. Especially the IUD because it was kind of like the more scandalous, secretive, badass woman one to get. And I was like, I'm getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. You're like, this is in my body. And if you don't want me to have it you can do literally nothing about it. <laughs> it's not something that I'm taking every day. It is in me. It is legit in me. I know, no, but I, I'm painting my mom in a 
much worse light than she is. Like she definitely would not have encouraged me to do it, but she also is, has always been receptive and supportive of bombs that I drop at her as I grow and learn. Mm. So it definitely wasn't a point of contention. It was a point of worry for her a little bit, Mm. but there are so many other things that are connected to that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you just like walking around the streets of Seattle, hooking up with whoever you can find? <laughs> Why she suddenly it... felt the need to like talk to me about STDs? Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, better late than never. <laughs> oh, so that's what that was. Ooh. Can you imagine? You're like, actually, I just did test positive for something. Not sure what. And uh, three letters. <laughs> panicking. I thought it was just like never mind I don't even know where I'm going with that <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah well I mean that's an important piece of birth control too is that like they have different purposes and an IUD like many other things literally everything except a condom is only preventing pregnancy yeah. so it's definitely not a use and forget about everything else type of thing but Mm -hmm. for its intention it is awesome for me I'm glad to hear that you are feeling more healthy secure empowered by the use of birth control and I'm stoked that we got to hear your story Naomi Miller oh thanks Amelie (laughs) Brew you are so Thanks for talking to me and for opening a space for so many people to talk about it. Mm. That's yeah. under undervalued and very necessary. And I think it's becoming more common, but it's yeah. even more wonderful coming from people with similar backgrounds or yeah. people that didn't feel the freedom to talk about these things openly in the past. Right. So, thank you. It's been cool to hear, like, okay, everyone has, everyone, I'm not alone in my stories of birth control. Like, there are so many people using birth control that have had wacky experiences with it and great experiences with it. And it's very, uh, I feel like I kind of utilized it as a, my own uh, my own therapy. <laughs> this is actually just you <laughs> researching what birth control that ha- should try oh, next. What birth You're like control in the- <laughs> Tell me all about it, please. You just don't want to Google. That's what they're doing. No, fuck <laughs> Google, dude. Fuck Google. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, I love you so much. And uh, let's talk so again much. soon when the whole world and our millions of fans aren't listening to us. <laughs> Hey, uh, enjoy your tacos. Oh, thank you. Is that what you're having? I uh, I ordered enchiladas, but tacos would have been good. Okay, well, enjoy your enchilada. Maybe I should change. Mm. I'm actually going to go have thank a quesadilla. <gasps> oh, I have um, an amazing idea for how you should do the cheese. We'll chat oh. after. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.
like the best, most coolest person that you've ever, ever heard speak. <laughs> Naomi, I love you so much. I always love spending time with you and I'm glad that everyone else got to do that as well. Up next, we have Valerie Glass. And I know her, uh, she's like a family friend. It's kind of a long story, but we lived together for a couple months and she actually has an autoimmune disease called lupus. And we get to hear a unique perspective from her about the woes of trying to be on birth control and the, you know, the complications that that might cause. So. Uh, if you are someone that suffers from an autoimmune disease, this one is for you. And if you are not, this one is also for you. <laughs> Here is Val Glass. This is the lovely Valerie, otherwise known as Val, or Valerie, which is her real name. There we go. Oh, I right. haven't been called that in a very long time. Actually, that's not true. My new job, um, calls me Valerie they don't know my nickname and I don't have the heart to tell them I don't go by Valerie <laughs> you're like don't call me Valerie you weird oaks I know please stop what is this a professional business meeting I know like we're, come on we're chill here I go by Val it's fine it's fine it's fine you forgive them so Val what is your age I am 23 23 beautiful what about your ethnicity I am Caucasian Caucasian. What about your gender? Female. And the pronouns you go by? I go by her, she. Cool. And then sexual orientation? I am heterosexual. Heterosexual. And then are you currently using birth control? I am. Okay. She's using the BC baby. Val, tell us a little bit about your uh, journey with birth control. Why are you, why have you chosen to use it? And um, has it always been a yes for you? What's your, what's your story? So, yes, um, it's been a journey, honestly. Um, so I have been fairly against birth control um, for a good while um, until it was really this year. Um, I was actually living with you in California um, when I was just, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, when I, my periods were just getting so bad and they've just been progressively been getting really, really bad over the last like, I don't know, almost two years now. And, um, and so I finally just kind of caved and was like, let's just give this a shot and yeah. um, try this out. So for three months, I um, was just kind of on the, I was on the pill and testing that out, trying to see, you know, figure it out. And, you know, there's just so many complications when it comes to, to birth control with, it takes a while for it to actually like kind of not be crazy. Um, yeah. if it ever is not ever crazy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but, uh, another little, little aspect of, um, why this was so complicated for me was because I also have lupus, um, and I'm not supposed to take, uh, estrogen. So here I am uh, doing it anyways. And, um, it, it brought on some, some complications and, um, I ended up having some, some, I say minor issues, uh, where my doctor thought I was having, um, uh, many strokes. 
So I went to, I was in the hospital for, for several days getting tests ran and, and things like that. It turns out I wasn't having many strokes, but they also were still like, you have lupus, you just, you got to stop. Um, so I, I came off of it um, and, you know, got th this problem that was very unrelated to, to birth control, um, you know, kind of figured out. Um, but I have recently switched um, to the IUD um, because it doesn't contain estrogen. Um, it's not, um, it just has progesterone in it. Um, and it's supposed to be a lot um, easier for someone who has lupus um, to, to be able to do that. So right now it's, we're going on a little over a week. Um, so we'll see how, mm. how that goes. Um, but it's just been very like confusing for me just to, um, to kind of figure it out and, you know, being able to minimize my, my symptoms that I have, um, that are getting worse due to my, my lupus diagnosis. Um, but also trying to, you know, you want the, the benefits of birth control to outweigh the, the side effects. And sometimes it just, it's not there. And then it's like, well, then now what, like, what do you, what do you do to, um, for, for whatever reason you're on birth control, whether it's to, for preventative or, um, to, to help with periods. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, definitely, definitely a, a whirlwind of a, an experience trial and error. Mm, it sounds like it. Just to, um, so that the people that are listening know, I want to rewind a little bit and will you take just like 30 seconds and tell, uh, tell us what lupus is? Yes. So lupus is a, um, it's an autoimmune disease that, um, can attack any tissue or organ in your body, um, including your nervous system and brain and, uh, skin as well. Um, so mine we aren't completely sure what it's triggering it, but, um, or what, it, what it's attacking. It um, hasn't fully onset, um, but there, there are signs that it's attacking kidneys and, and things like that, skin, um, joints. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a, a pretty generic rundown unless you have any other questions. Um, yeah, that's, that was perfect. On. Okay. What, so moving forward from that, you said that you are using the IUD because you're not supposed to be taking estrogen. Yes. So tell me about why that is the case. What does estrogen yeah. and lupus do when they're in relationship? Yeah. So when, I don't know if it's estrogen specifically or if it's, um, what, are, what do they call it? Like multi-hormonal uh, birth controls. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, you just mean, oh, like birth controls that have d like two separate hormones? In yes. Them? Okay. Yes. So it's for some reason, something to do with having both of them in your system. It, it causes really the, the biggest concern is blood clots when it comes to, yeah. So when you have lupus, you're at a, a very high risk of blood clots and birth control itself. I think it's I think it has something to do, I could be wrong, I'm really sorry, uh, if the estrogen in it can, there's like a higher risk for, for blood clots just in general. Um, mm -hmm. So when you put lupus with high risk of blood clots and birth control with high risk of blood clots, it's like kind of like a really big issue. Yeah. So especially when I was having some of those symptoms, um, just like when I was on my period, and then also just the, the weird 
um, symptoms I was having that looked mini stroke like just kind of gave us all a little bit of a scare. Um, even yeah. though it was completely unrelated, um, I was still having a, a few issues that they were like, okay, we should probably not do this. Um, like they told me earlier and I still did it anyways, uh, <laughs> that, uh, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't have been on, um, on that. So, but you were, yeah. you were trying to, are you using it for purposes of like birth control as far as not getting pregnant or are you using it for just your cramps or using it for both something else? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is both, but it's, I mostly am using it to, to not get sick once a month. Um, like I have like just really bad lupus flares, yeah. um, when it's like closer time for my period. And, um, there's just like so many like weird things that happen, um, that yeah. are starting to affect my life, um, that I would rather it not. So, mm. um, but yeah, so that's like my, my biggest concern for, for why I started using it. Okay. Gotcha. I, I'm bringing back to memory someone else, for those of you that have listened to episodes prior to this, Morgan, the, f- the first conversation um, that I put out there talked about something called Factor Five Leiden. Have you heard of that? I haven't. So it's an inherited blood clotting disorder that's due to a mutation of your blood's factor five protein. And basically it just increases the chances of blood clots developing. Okay. So women that have this disorder can't take birth control. And if they do, it's, it's like life threatening. Um, Wow. So it's interesting. So that's, she has it and that's why she doesn't take birth control. Um, Okay. And it's just interesting. The, there was also someone else that brought up blood clotting um, with birth control. And so I'm one, what I'm wondering is if you take a birth control that is not multi-hormonal or whatever the term is, if it's just one hormone, um, is it your understanding that that decreases the chance of blood clots or is it just for lupus that's safer? That's, that's a very good question. Um, I think to my understanding is that if you only take the one hormone, um, which is progesterone, um, that it will decrease the chance of the blood clots. But I don't know Mm. if that is specific to lupus um, with lupus's causes to blood clots or if that's right in general, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, depending on the core root of whatever's being targeted there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to touch on that because I actually have never thought about the increased risk of blood clots with birth control um, until doing these conversations on this podcast. So, so many people have brought it up. um, Yes. Which is just, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That kind of surprises me too, that, that more people are are aware of it. And yeah. And of course no one else has had lupus, but there, there's quite a few people that are aware of like, it can increase the risk of blood clots. It's not the best for that. So. That's exciting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I also wanted to touch on, so you were saying, you were talking about hoping that it, you know, eases your period. And I do know from living with you briefly that you're, when you have your period, it really is like debilitating for you. Yes. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense why something like birth control that people talk about making their 
um, menstrual cycle easier on them is something that you would want to try, even though there's a risk there with lupus. It makes a yeah. lot of sense because you, you're trying to figure out whatever you can to live better. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, it's such a, like, a, a weird, I feel like juggling act because it's like the lupus activity is what is causing my periods to get, I, I think it's causing my periods to get worse. Um, but also yeah. with my periods getting worse, it also causes me to go into a flare. And so it's just kind of like, it goes in a circle and, um, mm. it's like, how do you, how do you stop it? How do you stop the merry go round? I want to get off. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just very, um, very, like I said, trial and error and, and just trying to see what's, what's working and what's yeah. not. Do you by chance, and I didn't, I couldn't remember my own, so um, no judgment if you can't remember the name of the IUD that you're using. Do you know if it's the Marina one or something else? It's, um, oh my gosh, I would have known it if you didn't ask me. Um, (laughs) Oh, it's Kylina. That's so funny. Kylina, okay. Yes. So that is, I don't think that, I think I used the Marina one. Um, Okay. Anyways, I... For anyone that wants to know, there's the, what did you say? Kai, 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 Kylina. Kylina is um, a monohormonal, maybe that's yes. what we would say. There we um, go. Birth control. I, when I was using the IED, I totally stopped having my period. So I genuinely hope that that happens for you. I, yeah, I honestly do too. It would be. <laughs> But I, I didn't you say that that brought up concern? Um, for me personally, since my period isn't a debilitating experience, I, the sort of privileged, I would say, as far as my body's capacity for pain goes, I wasn't as much concerned about that. What I was concerned about was like being connected to my divine femininity. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. So I just didn't feel like my body was getting the monthly cleanse that a period offers. And I didn't feel connected to like the earth and my cycles and all those kind of things that are like, those are cool. If you, if your body has the capacity to, um, to go that route, but if it's like off the bat, it's just too much. I think that that's more of a, there's other ways to get your body in rhythm with, the with itself and with the earth by just taking care of yourself my friend was saying the reason she loves having a period is because it just reminds her to rest so there's Mm -hmm. ways that we can remember that without having our period you know yeah yeah absolutely that's That's just um, I like that that's kind of a good way of looking at that honestly yeah yeah she was like it reminds me to like take it easy and love on myself I'm like wow (laughs) I've never like thought of that, honestly. Mm. Kind of gives me like a whole new perspective. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you if you listen through this, you'll hear um her name is Natalie and she talked about V steams. Those are vagina steams. And she um does a vagina steam when she's on her period, which is like she boils all these herbs and like basically squats over them in child's pose and they like mm-hmm just soothe your insides and I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to trying that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe you should do that tonight. <laughs> tonight. 
Oh, right go uh, pick some lavender and rosemary okay. and Perfect. put it in a bowl of boiling water and voila. Okay, so moving on and slash wrapping up, but not quite. Um, would you say that you are pro birth control or so you said you were, you felt I'm hesitant about it in the past. I, yes, I have very mixed opinions and I'm, I'm not strongly opinionated in one way or another, normally on most subjects. Um, but especially with birth control, I feel like, you know, there's, there's part of me that, you know, feels empowered, um, you know, if, um, just to, to be able to have the, the control over my body. Um, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I think of situations where, you know, preventing unwanted pregnancies and, and things like that. Um, you know, if you're ever in that unfortunate situation where that could, um, could happen, yeah. um, yeah. you know, um, I think about it in, in ways like that. Um, mm. and I, but at the same time, I know what, what all of those hormones do to your body as well. And I know that it's not natural. Um, and I do like to be as holistic as I can and, and to, to be more natural about things as much as I can, um, you know, mm -hmm. with the exception of lots of medication. Um, yeah. but I, you know, so it, it does make me uncomfortable, um, because I know that it's probably really messing up my endocrine system and, and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think I'm maybe more, you know, kind of just off the subject a little bit. I feel a little bit more pro just wishing we had a better women's health education system. Mm, yeah. Um, I think it, more than anything, I wish that we taught girls, you know, young girls and, and growing through middle school, high school, even you know, where I'm at now in, in college, just being like having a better system of being able to explain these things to girls so that that way you're not stuck here in your early to mid twenties trying to figure it out. Oh. Um, but you're actually educated about it and it's not weird to talk about and it's not uncomfortable because women's bodies are normal. Um, <laughs> they're there all the time, 50% yeah. of the time, you're, like it's there, it's happening. Um, and so I, I just feel like it would be nice to be able to talk about it more and, and, you know, be able to learn from other people and just understand how our bodies work and how to help them. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. I Thank you. wholeheartedly agree. Um, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for, um, for people that, haven't whose only education of birth control is like walking into a planned parenthood or asking you know their doctor off the cuff about it um I feel like it's so important to hear from women that have been on it and there's you know it's interesting most people have said you know I don't have a strong opinion I think whatever is best for an individual um is what's best and some people love being on it and some people really don't like being on it yeah so that's been cool. yeah yeah no well, I definitely agree with that and uh, yeah obviously depending on the person and, and what their needs are um and what um what's important to them I think um you know is definitely 
kind of the way to go. You know, there's, there's no right answer for, for all people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the main narrative I want to carry with birth control is that whatever the woman decides about it is what we will celebrate for her. You know, the fact that she was able to choose. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I do agree with that completely. Beautiful. Well, I guess like for other people listening, if anyone else listening um, does have an autoimmune disease um, and or any sort of illness that sort of inhibits their process with birth control, what's something that you would want them to know sort of going into the journey of birth control? Um, Whether it just be that, hey, I see you and you're not alone or you know, this is something interesting that you should know. Um, Is there anything for people that have a similar story to yours in that way that you would want them to know? Yeah, yeah. I I think the biggest takeaway for me was um, listen to your rheumatologist and whatever your rheumatologist tells you, (laughs) do that. Um, My my biggest issue was that my, um, you know, my first um, OBGYN in California uh, was kind of over the rheumatologist she was like yeah like I just don't think that that's a real thing and um kind of just went went over my rheumatologist when I told her my rheumatologist didn't um necessarily want me on estrogen um and so I was like okay well you're the expert in this area so I guess that's fine and then it wasn't fine and it was a, a whole big concern um and so I would just recommend you know what your rheumatologist tells you they're the expert on the illness that your body is going through or, or whatever doctor it is you see for, for your chronic illness. Um, for me, it's a rheumatologist cause they specialize in autoimmune. Um, but yeah, just, I would just say, listen to the one who specializes in the, this, um, the specialness of your body and, um, you know, what, whatever the specific is- issue that's underlying, um, is they, they know a little bit more about that area than your OBGYN will. And so just really advocate for, for whatever that need is that you have, um, when making your decision about birth control. Mm, Wow. That's awesome. I just learned that from you. So thank you. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we tend to trust the OBGYN above all else for birth control. So that's, I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah. Well, thank you Val for existing. Well, thank you for existing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're doing a, such a good job existing. You too. <laughs> like, damn. You're doing good. We're existing in 2020. I think that's a pretty big deal. Oh gosh, it is. It's a huge deal. Do not underestimate the celebration you can give yourself every morning when you wake up. <laughs> Absolutely. I made it another day. Absolutely. It gives me a reason to eat ice cream again. <laughs> Ice cream for breakfast? Absolutely. Heck yeah. <laughs> Surviving in 2020 deserves ice cream for breakfast. Um, and to end this call, Val, what ice cream would you recommend for our listeners? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, no. Um, okay, so I just had this, um, this mocha milkshake, like, literally an hour ago, and it was Ooh. phenomenal. So mocha go f- milkshake. Go for a mocha milkshake. Wow. Okay. Everybody go find yourself a mocha milkshake while pondering birth control. Do it. I um, (laughs) highly recommend. I love you, Val. I love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to share.
Of course, anything, anytime. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. some great conversations let me know if you enjoyed it let me know if you want to share your story whether it's about birth control or a new topic send me some new topic ideas on instagram definitely am excited to continue this journey of podcasting and recording conversations with people that are special like you (laughs) So hit me up. Let's let's make some magic happen. I hope that you have a sweet day and that you take the time to look inside and appreciate all of who you are, pain and glory, because you are so damn gorgeous. Bye.